This is MFG Out Loud. Courageous conversations about sales and marketing for today's manufacturers. With your hosts, Ray Zaganto and Allison DeFore. Happy anniversary. One year. Can you believe it? No, no. Right? Yeah. For everybody listening, we just want to say thank you for your support, your participation, your sharing, liking, um, clicking five stars. Uh, We really um, started this a year ago, right at the beginning of the pandemic. And as, uh, as one should. <laughs> yeah. And, and didn't really know how to do a podcast, but we knew that there were so many great stories to share and that there wasn't a podcast specifically having courageous conversations about sales and marketing for manufacturers. Right. So we created it. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I was thinking, you know, we're, I, we want to go through and we want to share golden nuggets from every episode so that you listening will walk away with a minimum of one game-changing idea or resource that will completely transform your business. Yep. Just one? I'm saying a minimum. There's going to be a bucket load of them. (laughs) Get your your pen and paper ready, kids. your, Your wheelbarrow. It's gonna, we're gonna we're gonna rain drop some knowledge on you here some nuggets nuggets from heaven well and you know the I know we were gonna just talk real quick here at the beginning about um, like what have we learned from this experience because I can tell you all, all things you know me all roads lead back to marketing mm-hmm. and and I thought much like I preach all the time about brands not making it about you right? No one cares about you. They care about themselves. So what's in it for them? And I think that's one of the biggest lessons I learned in hosting a podcast was it's really all about your, your guest Mm -hmm. and your audience and really bringing out the best in them. Where I think when, before we started the podcast, I sort of felt like, you know, it was the Ray and Allison show. You know, what am I going to say? How am I going to sound? What am I going to look like on Zoom? Uh, you know, honestly, it was it was a lot of that. Um, and I think that was very naive. And I think mm. what I've realized is, you know, making it all about the people that you are talking to and making this for. Yeah. And opening yourself up to, like, I never realized, honestly, how flipping cool manufacturing really is, right? <laughs> right? Until we started interviewing all these people and hearing their stories. Yeah. It's crazy. What about you? No, I, I agree. Uh, in, in going through the, the 40 episodes uh, that, we're, that we've had and, uh, and kind of revisiting the journey I shared earlier, I started at number 40 and worked my way backwards. And it, and it was funny because the, the deeper I got into it, particularly at that point of inflection where we went from just you and I, and then started to have guests. And it, it really is, it, it, to me, it's an example of uh, practicing what we preached uh, yeah. and engaging, you know, with, with the market or with our, with our audience and having that dialogue. Because prior to having the guests, it was, well, we, we think this is what everybody wants to hear. So then we would, in a yep. very structured way, back and forth, and here are the three things you got to know, and it's very informative. And uh, but, you know, again, part of the learning curve. I think it was it was a little two dimensional, and it it really just took on so much more character and flavor, and I, and I mean, and nuance, and I mean that in the most awesome way when yep. we brought on guests, and and were able to, uh, you know, have those now wait a minute moments, yeah, you know, or or do that again. You know, what, what does that really mean? Uh, how do we apply that? And those types of things. So what a learning experience. Um, uh, it's, it's, 
it really has been a, a phenomenal exercise uh, just to, to go through in preparation for today's show, uh, review some of the awesome guests that we've had, little vignettes uh, of the time that we've been through, you know, 2020, the year that was, uh, you know, 3,000 days long. You know? <laughs> for sure. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, but uh, what, a, what a journey, and I couldn't imagine doing it with anyone else. So oh, thank, well, thank you for this first same. step. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. And I think it, um, <clears throat> again, relating it to manufacturers and, and all of our amazing listeners, it's doing shit that scares you. Mm-hmm. Right. I've, that was my, that was my theme for 2020. Do shit that scares you. And this was scary. Uh, you know, at first it was for me. I think you never met a mic you didn't like because <laughs> I think you're really good at it. It's you just have this ease, and I it was a it was a little torturous for me in the beginning. Now I really enjoy it, but um, again, I think it's getting out of your own way. And I think if anyone listening could take away one thing from this podcast, and it's don't be afraid to do yeah. the shit that scares you because you'll, you'll do nothing but grow no matter what it is. Yep. Yep. And they should, they should, uh, take those words seriously from the now sought after, uh, guest and speaker, uh, for webinars, uh, across the <laughs> internet, <laughs> not me, that's you. <laughs> so. No, but it had, I mean, it, and then we did the game changer series, yeah. you know, with Ben, Mark, Mark and Chris and, yep just all the things that have come from this experience. I want to encourage manufacturers to try these new things. Yeah. Um, any, any number, even if you, if it's one of the things that we're going to talk about in this and possibly um, the deluxe episode, I think this is going to be longer <laughs> than the one box set, the box set. <laughs> yeah. But, but just to know, and I say this wholeheartedly, try one of the things that we're going to, recap and you will you'll never be the same yeah true there's so much so let's dive in you know the first what 13 episodes or so were just you and i right and so i think like you said let's recap starting when we brought on our first guest which i believe was ben baker was it really episode 14 you're right you're right mr ben baker your living brand life. Oh, wow. Love it. <laughs> but yeah, he, he taught us a lot. Ben, uh, if you do not follow him on LinkedIn, you should run out and do that. Mm-hmm. He taught us a lot about culture and a healthy culture inside your organization will completely transform your sales and marketing results. Right. Right. The one the one quote that, uh, that he had uh, that really jumped out at me that I still remember, uh, he said, your brand is only as valuable as your unhappiest employee on their worst day. And I'm like, oh my goodness. That was genius. Yeah, that, that was, uh, I've still remembered that one. Ben has such a, such a great perspective. I mean, it goes from the culture to the marketing to the, to the onboarding of employees. It's such a holistic view yeah. um, of an organization. He's got such a fascinating background too. So um, there's so much that can be unpacked either from our episode or, or following Ben. He's prolific. He writes books. He's regularly on podcasts. He's all over LinkedIn. And uh, looking back, it's like, holy smokes, how the hell did we grab him? <laughs> so, yeah, well, and the power of LinkedIn. I think yeah, that's, right? you know... I've been preaching that since way before it was cool. And I think this last year um, was like a, it was like the end of the rainbow or the beginning, if you will, the number of people that you and I met, connected with, um, collaborated with, it's, it's just been profound. So if anybody listening is not active on LinkedIn, man, you got to run out and do that. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's just, you know, following and, and commenting again, be careful, just like everywhere else. It's easy to get sucked into the vanity metrics. Yeah. Oh boy, I got a trillion likes. Yeah. Um, 
the real value of LinkedIn is connecting with people who are doing and saying things that resonate with you. And it's, it's okay to, you know, Hey, once you've connected with them or you see, they say something, comment back, you know, engage with them. It's okay. That's what it's there for. Uh, and that's really how a lot of networking has happened in the last year, you know, and I think people that got good at it are going to continue. Certainly. Uh, yeah. I know I am. And it's like, wow, what a game changer. Well, and think about too, you bring up a great point. Think about the amount of content hmm. that you yourself, Raymond Zaganto, put out before we started this podcast. It's true. And, and how active or inactive were you on LinkedIn versus today? Yep. It's been an incredible shift. Part of it, yeah, you're right. It's, I guess, like a, like a lot of things, it takes, it takes time to learn. And I, I'm by no means have I mastered it, but uh, I'm, I'm learning at an ex, and applying at an accelerating rate. Yeah. You know, is, uh, is, is really the thing. And you've got to, you've got to, you have to have reached that kind of aha moment where it makes sense uh, for you. It's like, I don't, I don't write about things or post about things I don't know anything about. Um, right. I write and post about things I'm curious about and I want to learn about and I'm looking for feedback uh, and it's okay to ask questions. Does anybody get this? I don't, you know, somebody will chime in. Um, so well, yeah, that's, you, you got to find your way. I think too, um, a lot of the brands that you and I work with, they have been reticent to dive into social media. They waited a really long time and many of them are just scratching the surface and they're unsure, you know, what do we talk about? Right. Well, how often do we post? Well, should we be on every platform? Um, what if we run out of things to say? Right. Well, we don't have time. We don't have a dedicated person. And so I think, yeah, our experiences with social media have been much like theirs. We didn't know, I, I, I used to feel very awkward, uh, this is years ago, but very awkward <laughs> tweeting or you know creating a post. I, I noticed that some people just seemed so good at it. Mm. You know, they just had this like way about them. And like you just said, you know what? It takes practice. So you just have to practice. And even if you are, if it's you yourself or someone is doing it for your company, mm -hmm. this is, it's social, right? So it's a long ongoing conversation Yeah. and you're not going to master it right out the gate. And that's okay. Yep. And part of it was interesting. I caught a post today because I find myself following people that are giving some, some really good advice on uh, Daniel Murray's one, the marketing millennial, there's, there's oh, a yeah. bunch, of, bunch of folks out there that I, I just love their stuff. And one that was going around today, it's like, somebody please tell senior management it's okay to do a tweet without a call to action, <laughs> you know, which which kind of goes to the, the social, you know, side of things. But, uh, you know, something you brought up since the, the day I've met you and, and we discussed on episode six about social media, uh, you had said, if you're not where your customers are and leading the conversation online, somebody else is. You know, so that was when, when you had said that to me for the first time, at that instant, social media made sense for B2B. Oh, and, and I, I love like, that. Ooh. I was like, okay, that, now I get it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, it's not just where the young people hang out. And it's like, everybody's out there. You know, what are you waiting yeah, it's, for? It's happening with or without you. Yep. yep. So, um, and my old creative partner said, you know, if you're, if you're not, jumping in it's like walking down the sidewalk walking past piles of money <laughs> you know you don't have to pick it up but somebody will yeah so she always related like piles it. of money Who doesn't yeah like piles of yeah and 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 that's where manufacturers say well but hang on you know i still don't understand how you quantify you know the social media metrics with with conversion so that's like a whole that's a whole nother topic, a whole nother episode. Um, but that's part of it, you know, is, is yeah. trying to help senior management understand that it's an ongoing conversation and not, you know, every tweet, 
or post is going to lead to conversion. <laughs> what it does do is it's, it's exposure. It's, you're showing up and you're showing up and you're showing up and you're leading a conversation, hopefully, about something that your audience cares about. That yeah. contributes sometimes exponentially and unquantifiably to yeah. your to your growth. Yeah, I get it. And and we're gonna we're gonna pound on that some more. I'm sure as we go through our oh yeah our our list of superstars, our superheroes. <laughs> well, I think next we should recap um, our buddy, the Wizard, Ooh. Mark Mitchell. One and only. He is, uh, again, if you are listening to this and you do not follow seethewizard.com, follow him on LinkedIn. Mark Mitchell is a sales badass, especially for building materials companies. And um, I made myself a little note here. One of the most impactful things he ever shared is this story. Um, A salesperson reached out to him and said, Mark, I have 15 minutes to meet with a group of lumber dealers in Michigan. And I paid $350 to be a sponsor. So I get 15 minutes at a table. It's like speed dating. He said, what should I do? What should I talk about? And Mark said, the last thing you should talk about is your company or your products. And the guy just looked at him like, what? <laughs> like he had, you know, three eyes. Yeah, right. And he, so of course he instructed him, you know, how do you compete with big boxes? Uh, how do you compete with builders that are more and more demanding with, you know, negotiating rebates. And he just, he gave him like six topics and said, ask them questions. Don't talk about yourself. And I got to tell you, he said, the guy came back after this event and he's like, holy shit. I got like three new customers. Mm -hmm. I, I, it opened up all these conversations. You were right. I love that. That was the exact same one I wrote down. Really? Oh yeah. That, that story just so resonated uh, with me. And that was, it was funny because I remember when we had Mark on, that was one of those, uh, Mark's, a, he's a content machine. Yeah. He's got so much stuff out there, either, either podcast or blogs. So you gotta, you gotta check him out. If you want to get a feel for him, you can sneak up on him by reading what he's done before, before you reach. That's fine. But I, I found that when it was kind of in the archives, I remember when we brought it up to him, he was, he was like, Hadn't heard that one in a while. I was, oh yeah, <laughs> it was it was nothing to him, but I was like, wow, you know, make it about them, and you yeah. know, and how often have we heard that theme repeated? You know, yeah, it's true, and and I'm glad you brought up his content because anybody listening should definitely follow Mark, mm-hmm. sign up for his e newsletter. It comes out every Sunday night, and it's funny. I remember when he rebranded years ago. And I, he, he kind of came up on my radar and I thought, who is this guy? You know, cause a lot of our clients have, have, are building material brands. And uh, I thought, is he legit? You know, so I had my eye on him and I started watching him produce content. And uh, again, an excellent example of how to curate content, how to create content with a system. So anybody yeah. listening, follow his system, um, you know, and I don't want to dive into this too much, but like put out the newsletter on Sunday, right? Get help mm-hmm. writing it if you're too busy or you, you know, if you're responsible for for something like that for your company or hire somebody, put that out on Sunday. Then guess what? It's a blog post that rolls out to everybody the following week. And it's also how many social posts can yeah. you do from the content in that? Um, I'm going to say you could do 20 different posts from that one bit of content. Um, third, you could do a video and have video mm-hmm. vignettes from, see where I'm going with this? Yeah. So yeah. one, and I have a, 
have a paper on my website, um, a PDF that I created, and it's creating 15 conversations from one piece of content. Now that's low. And I learned that from Gary Vaynerchuk. He talks about creating 60 pieces of content from one conversation. So, or, you know, yeah. So it's, it's just endless, but Mark is really, really good at that. And I think he's the epitome Mm. of practicing what he preaches. So I would agree. I would would agree. And talk, talk about a cat that can adapt, you know, it's just, you know, to what's, what's going on and what's, what's leading edge. Cause by his own admission, he'll say building products and distribution, he says, they're like 10 years behind everybody, you know? And, And so he knows, he knows what state of the art is. He knows what state of the industry is. And he's really good at bridging those, uh, bridging that divide, making it workable uh, for the leaders in that space. So awesome guy. Yeah. And the other quick thing about him that I think listeners will really um, benefit from is he has this philosophy of instead of B to B, it's B through B. Mm. And um, he does a wizard summit uh, twice a year. And it's just incredible. And what he teaches you is that idea of not just business to business, like poking, interrupting, hey, over here, it's through. So really looking through a business that you're trying to help and looking at their customer and then reverse engineering it back. So that's a recurring theme. Yeah. And I know we've got a we got a bunch of folks that uh, reinforce that, that approach. So that's. Yeah, yeah for sure. Of, he's got it dialed in. That's for sure. Well, and another guest that everybody uh, can learn a lot from is episode 16 with Mr. Chris Lukey. Oh man. He is. Um, God, he taught us so much about <laughs> podcasting, right? He still does. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, manufacturing happy hour is. I feel like, I feel like we're the, the little brother, you know, he's really does, he does an amazing job of leading by example and really brings out the best in his guests. Yep. He sure does. And his background, it's interesting in the, the time since we first talked to him, we first met, met Chris and in the intervening months, I know he's off on his own right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's left the, uh, the, the comfortable regular paycheck of Rockwell <laughs> International and is uh, is now out on his own, doing what he what clearly what he loves and what he's really good at full time, uh, you know, in the in the podcasting space and helping on the marketing side of things. But just such great insights, such a genuinely nice guy. Yeah, uh, his grasp of uh, you know technology and and marketing and and how to navigate that space. He's uh, he gets the attention of a lot of veterans of yeah. this, uh, of this space. Cause he's just, he's so good at it and so innovative, you know, and, and, and such a neat cat. So what was your favorite quote? Do you, do you have one from him? You really like, I do stay innovative, stay thirsty. Ooh, that's a good one. I it love goes that. To his love of craft beers. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've been following his love of roller coasters. No. Oh yeah. Ro- roller coasters. Uh, let's see. Uh, all things St. Louis. I know he's a big, I think that's a hometown for him. But uh, before I digress too far, uh, one that I had grabbed from uh, our conversation, he says, manufacturers are recognizing the importance of looking outside of the industry for inspiration, best practices, and collaboration. Yes. Which I thought that was, uh, that was kind of his, his Rockwell perspective, uh, you know, where he he was selling leading edge technology, obviously to companies that were early adopters. So what are, what are the thing? what are their characteristics? And he, you know, he landed on that, which I thought was uh, pretty instructive, you know, for our audience. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so let's see episode 17. Yeah. The naked selling guy, Mark <laughs> Allen Roberts. <laughs> He must hate me, really. I don't think he's funny. <laughs> Number one, he came up with it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And he's certainly been riding that wave <laughs> for a while. So But you I, know, I, and until we met him, I never thought about the like the idea of how do you know if you're selling naked? 
And, and to just remind people who are listening, if you didn't catch that episode and wonder what in the hell we're talking about, he said, you know, when the pandemic hit and whose quote was that from? I think it was uh, Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. He's yeah. What was in the, t- and- when the tide goes out, you yeah. can see who was swimming naked yeah. and you know, the pandemic hit, the tide went out and it was like, you know, yeah. <laughs> and he, and just how he taught us how to tell yeah. Yeah. if you are selling naked and what to do about it. Is there a quote from him that stood out for you? You know, he's, he's got so many, uh, the hard, the hard thing reviewing that episode was really editing, you know, to find, to find what works. What I did land on, he said, if you can't communicate your value in 10 minutes, uh, you're wasting the customer's time, set your intention on serving over selling. Yeah. Which, which I thought was good. Cause he's a couple of things he's, he's always said, this is beware of commission breath. Uh, I love that. You know, it's like everybody can pick up on it. <laughs> uh, and that uh, sales at the end of the day is an act of service. You know, don't lose sight of that. And I thought that just kind of captured, you know, who he is, but he's he, no shortage of statistics and knowledge oh. on, on, on where things are. And I know we were fortunate enough to have him join us at a, a later episode. And I think, I think yeah. I grabbed one of his statistics down, the, uh, down with that episode, but uh Truly a gentleman, very knowledgeable. And every time you talk to him, you'll learn something. So. Oh, absolutely. And and yeah, for you listening, um, if you need any kind of help with coaching or training your salespeople, Mark Roberts, OTB Sales Solutions, yeah. he's your guy. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Um, one of the statistics he shared with us is that when the pandemic hit, he had, I think he had done some research and figured out that what 60% of salespeople were not equipped or good at selling online. Yeah. 60% blew my mind. So at a a time when that's your only option, here's another statistic to go along with that. I think he had mentioned, and this goes back a couple of months uh, from the start of the pandemic till now, I think he has trained something like 40,000 salespeople yeah. in online selling techniques in that, that intervening right. time. You know, now now that the crisis hit and where do we go? Where did everybody go to learn online selling? Mark. Yep. And and you know. I think in, he's Mr. Statistic. So, of course, we have to do him justice here. <laughs> I think he said like 90% of salespeople have never had formal training and not from the company they're currently selling for. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a huge need. Uh, I think there's this misconception that if you can sell, which some people are just very gifted, right? Mm-hmm. They, you can be taught whatever the product is. Mm-hmm. You're just this natural salesperson. But think how many companies keep toxic or poor salespeople on their team just because it's a body and it fills a position Yeah, yeah. and how that's really affecting you big picture. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I, th- I think there's a follow-up episode in the, yeah. in the works here. <laughs> I think for sure. Um, yeah. And then episode 18 with our buddy, Damon Pistolka. Oh, man. Wow. Exit your way. Okay. I'd never met anybody before him. Mm-hmm. You probably have. Um, that helps people evaluate, you know, evaluate and sell their business. I, I hadn't personally known anybody that did that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he helps people double the value and 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 really exit their business in their way. You know, I mean, obviously the name of the company, Exit Your Way, but God, it, it's just, he's just such a down to earth, salt of the earth human. Yeah. What, what I, and, and that was the power of LinkedIn. It, it was one yes. of those, I had connected with an insurance guy. I know I should know his name. Uh, long story short, up in Pacific Northwest, yeah. who had an interest in a niche in manufacturing. He reached out, talked to me referred me to Damon. Damon and I had a conversation because he was like, well, if you're a friend of him, you must be worth mm. talking to. And and that's how and Damon, yeah, and Damon's 
I mean, he's a manufacturing guy that mm-hmm. spent a lot of years working for private equity companies. He would be, Damon was the hired gun. They would bring in to take a company that was purchased, you know, get it firing on all cylinders and then they'd, they'd sell it off and, and stuff like that. And there's, there's good and bad that goes along with that. And to Damon's credit, um, you know, there are, uh, for lack of a better term, very ruthless ways mm-hmm. uh, of doing that. Uh, Damon kind of came out and, and in his business now, he works with the owners basically up front and says, hey, before you jump into the ring yep. with the people that are likely to be buyers of your company, let me help get you ready, you know, so that you can sell your business for what you think it's worth. Because there's probably some areas that the buyers are going to want to beat you up on. So uh, yeah, what, a, what an awesome guy. Yeah. And, and one word that stood out to me <clears throat> in looking through our show notes is generous. Yeah. He yeah. is such a generous networker, prolific LinkedIn contributor, mm-hmm. and excuse me, talk about somebody who pivoted during the pandemic. He created the Exit Your Way Roundtable mm-hmm. on Thursdays. So anybody listening, you gotta you gotta check those out. Look up Damon Pastolka, and every Thursday morning, it you get an opportunity to share who you are, what you do, and then to learn from a speaker, <clears throat> which he was so gracious and invited me to do that at one point, and and just the number of people that I have met through him and his network, it's astounding. I mean, you too. We have made some amazing friends, um, colleagues, podcast guests. There's been some great business opportunities yeah, have yeah. come out of it uh, as well. So yeah, what a, what a great guy. I actually call him for, uh, for advice from time to time. You know, I'll get, I'll get tapped on something that's a little out of my, uh, out of my area of expertise, you know, on acquisitions or, or whatever. And I'll call him up and he's, he's always there to set up. He's, yeah. Whenever you want to talk, you know, if I were you, I would do this, this, and this. And it's like, that's good enough for me. So uh, yeah. awesome, awesome guy. Fantastic resource. And uh, we're fa- we're fortunate to be in his orbit, right? Yes. Yes. I feel the same way. And, you know, of, of all the people that I know on LinkedIn, he's one of the most upbeat and positive and just straightforward and funny. So, yeah, if you're not already connected with him. I highly recommend it. Yep. Yep. I agree. We're forever different to have known Damon. That's right. That's right. And then what was episode 19? Oh, please. Kurt Anderson. Oh, Kurt Kurt Anderson. The man, the myth, the legend. The legend. Oh, (laughs) man. He dropped a bomb on all of us. (laughs) Always worried about his hair. Oh, <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Oh, what a, oh man, what, a, what an awesome dude! Talk about a ball of energy, always positive, always upbeat, generous networker. Um, yes, yeah, and and again, it, the the stuff that he's doing to help out, uh, you know, small, medium sized manufacturers. This is a guy that's got a passion for manufacturing, uh, a, a a resume in e commerce. Yeah, it's, uh, that would make anybody uh, jealous, and and an ability to just communicate it and and make stuff happen in that space is just awesome. I've learned so much from them, every, and every time we talk, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's another opportunity to learn. He is just such a champion for manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Again, if if you know you're listening and you are mystified by SEO, mm-hmm. as I used to be. And uh, he will demystify this mm-hmm. for you. Um, and, and really has, like Mark Roberts with his no smoke and mirrors approach, that would right. be Kurt with yeah. SEO and really, uh, yeah, just incredible. Really breaks it down. Yeah. I actually hired him and we're collaborating with a client and they are just thrilled with to to be working with him to how easy he's made it and and really makes it understandable and and uh you know there's a lot of seo experts out there and 
I, I would caution anybody to, you know, if they come out of the gate and they want you to just spend a crap ton of money before you've really tested the waters and ramp up, yeah. I'd be a little, be a little cautious about that. Yeah. That's one thing I love about Kurt. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a bottom line guy. He's, he's, he's not about the vanity metrics. It's like, no, you need this and here's why. Yeah. What I like, you know, cause for all the, you know, the, the, the tremendous interest and the growth that's happening in the e-commerce space and everything else. He says, you know, that's all part of um, the infrastructure you need to, you need to put in place the digital infrastructure, which is, you know, your website, your content, your SEO and all of those things. And one of the quotes I pulled, he says, you know, you want to be able to help your customers making a, make a buying decision Friday night at midnight yes. uh, without having to wait for you to open your doors on Monday. Yes. <laughs> like, well, that's, uh, there would be your reason for your digital footprint, you know, and everything that you're doing. Uh, so yeah, he gets it. That's for sure. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention his company is B2Btail.com. Yep. yep. Already sold a business several years ago. And then he founded B2Btail and he just had so much to give that, I mean, you can't turn the guy off. He's like the Energizer right. Bunny. No kidding. So yeah, check them out, find them, engage with them. They'll be your best friend before you know it. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and who did we have next? Ed Wallace. Oh, Ed. Yeah. Author, consultant, business owner. Philosopher. Uh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I Do you remember the name of his book? I did not write it down, but um, God, I should know. Check the interwebs. Yeah, for Ed Wallace. But I highly recommend um, purchasing his book and following him on LinkedIn. He is just a profound speaker. Yeah. He would bring so much to any manufacturing uh, organization if you want to have a sales, um, you know, annual team meeting or just a font of wisdom. Yeah, he was. It's such, such great stories about, you know, the the whole inner, the the, the human side uh, and, and yeah. the humane side of things. He tells a great story about his favorite taxi driver. Uh, yes. You know, and that and that whole uh, experience, business relationships that last. He's got boy, he's, he's a prolific guy. I'm just checking. He has a number of books, right? Yeah, he does. Fairs to Friends. I suspect that was his uh, taxi story. His taxi guy. Uh, creating Relational Capital, The Relationship Engine. He's he's the real deal. Um, yeah. I think, I don't know, Mark Roberts introduced us to him. That, yeah, that sounds um, right. I know um, I know there's a couple other folks that, uh, that follow him and a uh, very gracious guest uh, to have on the show. Um, I know the, uh, I was just looking at the, the quote that I had uh, from him. He said, 52% of sales are lost because client facing professionals fail to identify and understand uh, their prospects requirements. They're, they're just not listening. You know, they're, they're not, uh, they're, they're not connecting with them. Yeah. But, uh, no, he was, he was, <clears throat> that was one of those conversations that if we didn't stop it at 30 or 40 minutes, it was going to yeah. be three hours, you know? <laughs> Well, and that's like my buddy, uh, Kevin Murphy says, uh, stop showing up and throwing up. And I think, <laughs> right? right. And I think that's what Ed pointed out is that mm. like, slow down before you speed up and, and do your homework and, or listen, yeah. you know, really understand it, it, that, that person to person, human side of, right. Of business. Yep. Pay attention to them. Recurring theme. I guess you've, yeah. You, know, you hear it once, you can go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when a whole bunch of people from different areas start to, you know, point in the same direction, it's like, might be pretty good, uh, pretty good chance it's true. <laughs> you know, for sure. Yeah, and, awesome guy. <clears throat> and what was he? Episode 20? 21. Yes. 20. Was 20. Yeah. So what about 21? Remember who? I don't. Monty. <gasps> Monty Peterson. Monty. Monty, our our guy, what a, Monty's doing some cool stuff since he came out. Number one, his emphasis on the importance of having process around execution management yes. is, is so spot on. 
because there are, there are so many companies, they'll meet, they'll do the strategic plan, and here's what we're going to do, and then it's, let's get back to firefighting uh, yeah. for, the, for the rest of the year. And um, he, he's, he focuses on such an important area, and he's been, he's been showing up on, uh, I've seen him on, or heard him on some other podcasts, he's showing up doing some videos now on LinkedIn, so if, if you're not already following uh, you know, Monty and, and, and his organization, awesome guy. Um, another, you know, LinkedIn connection. We just started engaging with each other on content. Yeah. I think, I think I, I jumped in and disagreed with something he said. And, and then uh, I, I spent a Friday evening going back and forth with him on something. And it was just awesome. He's just such a, such a, uh, a, a, a kind and uh, sharing person, you know, yeah. and he helps, and it helps you learn. Uh, about stuff. So uh, we're, we're fortunate to have him on board as well. Well, and talk about a thought leader, you know, how we talk about leading the conversation yeah. and yeah, execution and uh, processes around that. He is truly walking the talk. Yeah. And he's also incredibly generous. You know, there are a lot of people in on social media and I know we talk about LinkedIn quite a bit, that are more voyeurs. They're mm. watching what's happening. They're not really posting because as we know, what 90, 90% of the content on LinkedIn comes from 5% of LinkedIn users. Wow. For real. Wow. And so again, there's that huge opportunity, yeah. you know, to not just watch what's going on or click like, I mean, that, that yeah. works, that's engaging. Yeah. But Monty takes the time to comment yeah. regularly. He does. He's very thoughtful. And I think, again, he is uh, a good example for us to follow of, you know, that's what we're trying to tell manufacturers is you've yeah. got to engage and have that back and forth. Plus, we learned about rocket sauce. Yes, we did. He, he was our guy. He says, mm-hmm. you, su- you supply the rocket sauce. I help you shake it out of the bottle and bring out the flavor of your team. <laughs> I remember that. That's brilliant. Mr. Rocket Sauce. He should do like Bonnie Strominger and, and maybe I should create a label for him. And he could oh, like. There you go. Rockets, yeah. Right? Bonnie's got, what, she's got the LinkedIn pills? or what yeah, is The it? video pills. Uh-huh. Video. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I'll have That's to do that idea. and send it to we'll him. Send, we'll send him a bottle. <laughs> oh, and you know, one of the things I love is episode 22. Yeah. If anybody listening is has any idea what machine as a service is, mm-hmm. or I should say, if you don't know, catch episode 22 with Michael Cromachy. I know we had trouble pronouncing his name. <laughs> I, I had trouble. I had trouble. I was practicing for today. So. It looks like Cromhiki, but uh, talk about a genius. Yeah. My head hurt after that episode. He is so smart and so knowledgeable about machine as a service and how it transforms manufacturing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that there? Was, that was that was a tough one to find a quote, and we've had a couple of those. Uh, yeah. Justin Goldston, when we talked about uh, oh god, uh, you know, blockchain or some, you know, some of the other folks, but. Uh, yeah, that that was a little rough one. Uh, what I what I had from that that episode was machinery as a service. It creates the opportunity to contract on the outcome as opposed to contracting on the delivery of a machine. That's about as much as I could I could cook it down. And he he goes into a lot of detail, but in a in a way that's understandable. Yes. And thank goodness he's been getting out more and more. I know Chris Lukey's had him on. Um, you know his his podcast a couple of times. So I'm, I'm seeing uh, the, is, is company steam chain uh, pop up more and more places uh, in terms of getting some, um, some well-earned visibility. I'm seeing some of their clients as well. Some of the automation firms uh, that they engage with, but uh, what a, what a cool leading edge concept, you know, to, to have out there. So that's, I think that's awesome. He, he was a great guy. And the first really formally dressed, he, he came out with a sport coat. And I was like, really? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. And of course, I, I think this is the first thing I recorded in. It's my favorite t-shirt. So I had to, yeah. I had to sport it 
not professionally dressed today. Um, one of the go ahead. <laughs> now, one of the quotes that I loved from him was, "Collecting the data is only step one. The next step is to use the data to improve how people are incentivized and how they work together over the lifetime of the asset." Yeah, good point. It was yeah. There's just so many. He uncomplicated the the machine as a service for me to, to understand it. Once he also mentioned that there's there's precedent for it in the marketplace, and it was like Rolls Royce airplane engines uh, were that way, and it, and it went from whatever it was. Once once they went from basically the airlines, Rolls Royce puts the engines on the airplane and they pay per hour. Once they went to that model and built in the service and, and all the other stuff that goes along with it, their revenue took off like crazy. Yeah. So, you know, at first you look at, oh, it's, it's just a, it's just a financing tool. It's really a business innovation tool. Uh, and there are examples out there in the, in the real world. That's like, no, this is, this is big stuff. It's not a matter of, Hey, I saved a few percentage points by financing it differently, completely different way of looking at um, how expensive capital equipment uh, can be, can be put on the floor. Yeah. Well, I would say anybody listening, um, check out steamchain.io. Mm -hmm. If, especially if you are an OEM and you want to expand your revenue and profitability with machine as a service, Michael's your guy. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So episode 23 was with our buddy, Darren Mitchell. <laughs> and we're so proud of Darren. <clears throat> yes. Tell, tell everybody listening what happened well, to him after he was on our podcast. I, I just want to say that podcast launched, uh, uh, I think in what, August, something, something like that. And it was yep. a big hit and Darren, God bless him. He did the best he could. And he, he, he showed what he's, what he's made of. And just a few short months later, what does he do? He sells his companies for millions of dollars. Yep. Now are we solely responsible for that? I, you know, we don't. <laughs> Pish posh. <laughs> Way to go, Darren. <laughs> so, but what what an awesome guest. What an what an awesome guy. Something oh yeah. Somebody to follow. Uh, you know. Well, he is really again, he's manufacturing out loud. He is he's of course now created Mitchell Industries mm -hmm. and is doing all kinds of things working and he's done this from an island. Prince Edward Island up in Canada. Yeah. He is talk about doing shit that scares you. He is not an extrovert. <laughs> he does not like seeing himself on video. So what did he do? He started making videos for his company. Yeah. And that is one of, I, I would say he would attribute this to one of the main contributors to his growth to his company value and to being sought after and being purchased. What, what I heard is that in there too, is I think his personal growth too. Yeah. Because, because like when we started out and you mentioned, you know, do shit that scares you or whatever. It's funny to hear him recount the story of, you know, starting that business. Well, let's, let's, let's get into a business where, you know, you, you don't have, you basically don't have a local market, you, you know, everything was against them. They went and did it anyway. And yep. they just kind of, kind of figured it out. And he's got a, he's got a track record of doing that because the, the, the goal is what motivates him. You know, he doesn't let anything stand in his way. And he's just so thoughtful uh, about that. But the, the personal growth that comes with that, when you, when you go see his videos to hear that he's basically an introvert and it's like, <laughs> not when it comes to something he's passionate about, right. you know, this, this, with those stakes in, in play, no, he's he's awesome. He's he's, when he, the, he's the perfect example of a small manufacturer who had all the odds stacked against him, yeah. right? Like he said, I'm on an island for God's sake. I don't have a marketing team. I don't really have a big budget like my competitors. And so, what did he do? He started making these videos. And it wasn't like, hey, it's me, Darren, and look at my company. It was all about helping the viewer, yeah, helping right. the, the potential or current customer 
Um, and then the technology that he added to those trucks, mm-hmm. to those trailers are just absolutely incredible. And my very favorite story, and I want everyone listening to lean in and listen close because this story is the proof that things have changed forever. Remember when he went to see the, pros- the prospect, flew across the country, right? Or I think he flew to the U.S. He's sitting in this gentleman's office and he's waiting for this guy to say something. And finally he looks at him and he's like, guy, I just flew how many miles I'm sitting here with you and you, you haven't said a word. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes, I'm watching you on my phone right now. I'm watching your video. And Darren said, when the guy sitting in front of you trusts the little man, the man on the screen, yeah. more than the six foot two guy sitting in front of you, yeah. things have changed forever. Yeah, they have. And of course the guy became a customer, but man, when he said, when he told that story, yeah. I was just absolutely floored. Yeah. And well, it's true. That's that's the example of the, where the whole selling cycle has changed. You know, we're having that that digital footprint because so much research was was able to be done online, and so much credibility established when the boss himself is is doing these things. Not once, twice, or whatever. His videos have been viewed how many millions of times? Yeah, you know, and you know, and he's he's talking about special trailers, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know to show up that conversation was a lot different than hi i'm darren i'm here you know let me show you why my trailers are better than the other guys that buyer already knew <laughs> you know well, the buyer was- already knew felt like he knew him yeah. felt like he knew the company and i yeah, think that's the big takeaway from that yeah he it's- he had already created he'd already moved the the person um halfway through the sales cycle right yeah. they were already aware they already felt like they trusted him. They had evaluated him and the guy was pretty much ready to purchase. Yeah. Like you said, he didn't have to do a dog and pony show. It, it's, it's creating that familiarity and consistency and the familiarity. That's what breeds trust. Yeah. I think that's what Darren is teaching manufacturers every day. Yeah. And that, that authenticity comes through. You know, if if he, if he, if Darren didn't have that, uh, you know, that's maybe that's part of his his secret sauce. But God damn, he stuck with it. You know, and, yeah. And, and and spoiler alert: there's some pretty awesome things on the horizon for Mr. Darren Mitchell. So uh, yes, stay keep tuned. following us, and by all means, keep following him because uh, that man is just getting warmed up. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to MFG Out Loud with Ray Zaganto and Allison DeFore. You can subscribe and find show notes at mfgoutloud.com.